everybody. I'm just, you know, celebrating the sun when I can see it. <laughs> How are we, ladies? <laughs> All the better for seeing you and Nicole just in oh, And the sunshine. Yes. Back we together. Back yeah. together again. And school holidays are over. Oh, well, officially for me. So that's always a good sign. <laughs> good for some. That's a right. great sign. Um, a little quick check of your weather before we proceed. We are expecting a maximum of 14 degree, degrees today with an overnight of 7. Currently in the city, it's 12.6 degrees. It feels a little warmer, but uh, mm, there you go. It's a bit brisk. It's, it's a, a bit, bit brisk. brisk. So I, kids are back at school today. They are back at school. Well, one of mine is one goes tomorrow yes, so that the, the teachers can have a little prep. Mm. Uh, some have three weeks at this point in time. We have three yes. weeks in September, September for one of them. Yes. Uh, so he was quite happy to have a day at home on his own. <laughs> However, it was actually quite nice to, you know, get familiar with the kids again and spend some time with them. Uh, It did feel a little bit like having COVID restrictions back on again. (laughs) You sort of become, you get out of your routine and you become a little bit more sloth-like in your (laughs) approach to everything. But um, it is nice to relax and have some time together. And we did a couple of really fun things, which I'll talk about as well a little bit further on but uh, we uh, had some fun creative ways to have a a cheap and cheerful holiday but um, go somewhere exciting. That is good Mm. and and a great thing to be doing right now when everybody's practically tightening their belts um, because it doesn't matter where you look if you need to put fuel in your car. Yes. If you need to buy a lettuce, do not buy a lettuce. Do not buy a lettuce. <laughs> Start saving. Oh, Although where oh I went, gosh. there was lettuce and we bought it and we said we should chocolate dip it. You should. Because it's gourmet. Gold dip it. Jeez. Um, <laughs> yes, so it's it's tough everywhere. And, of course, interest rates rising again and things like that. So cheap and cheerful and all those ways that uh, – look. If I was to put a positive spin on all of this, it would be to say that, again, we can get a bit more creative and be a little more careful and intentional about what we use and how we use it, like they did in the olden days. Absolutely. Mm, Absolutely. I think sustainability has got a, a, you know, a, a lot of focus now because of lockdown. And I've been trying to practice that more in the clothing realm. So trying to not purchase more clothing because we know that there's so much excess clothing out there and we don't just don't know what to do with it. And so repurposing things, cutting off pants into shorts. Uh, the today, op shop is always a good... The op shop was, yes, mm-hmm. That's there's a few bags going from our house into Recycle. the op shop. Although I did put on a pair of pants that I love, which is a lovely woolen pair of pants today. Um, designer, mm. Sabah, and I took them out of the wardrobe and they had holes eaten Aww. into them. And, um, you know, whilst I was sad, I remembered that I did purchase them from the op shop oh, originally, okay. so they didn't cost <laughs> me a fortune. However, I did also notice, and something else I'll talk about today, is that they were very, very tight <laughs> since I last wore them, which would so have been shrunk. pre-COVID. You can blame the moth for that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure the moth or the shrinkage had anything to do with that. Oh, come but, on. Um, Give yourself a break. I had to go home between work and coming to the studio because I thought I was going to cut myself in half Ooh, oh, with, with the tightness around the waist. <laughs> so if any of you are feeling a little bit that way inclined, still got a few little COVID kilos keeping mm-hmm. you warm over winter, maybe we've got some tips for you later on. Or it could be a case of honey, my pants shrunk.
drunk in the wash. Mm. <laughs> yes, that's always a good one. Uh, honey, my shape has changed. <laughs> oh, dear me. That is depressing, isn't it? A little bit. Uh, and how are you, Barbara? What's news? What is news? Well, um, we've got a couple of interesting guests, as we knew. Yes. On the show. Um, we have. And on the back of NAIDOC week, if I can mention, yes. one William Barton, who um, we're going to have a, a chat to. He's got involved in a very interesting concert, um, including um, Ivor Davies and a other a whole lot of other interesting performers coming up at Hamer Hall. Yeah. Um, and uh, then it's a bit of a musical sort of theme you've got going, isn't it? It is. Um, I love it. Afterwards, we'll be chatting to um, Steve Sedegreen, who's got a very interesting concert coming on down, uh, coming on at the Hawthorne Arts Centre featuring um, Nina Farrow, um on, um, I believe, the, the 29th of July. And I think the other show is on the 22nd. Anyway, we've got a couple of very exciting musical talents. Oh, so looking forward to that. We really have. And, of course, William Barton is a composer, producer, multi-instrumentalist, um, and he triple threat or even more. Sounds like it. Incredible. And he is recognised as one of Australia's leading didgeridoo players and composers. Mm, So absolutely so talented. The other thing that I find extraordinary and would be beautiful for this particular performance it is in is that his mother, Auntie Del May Barton, Mm. uh, will also be performing. Oh, family. And so that affair. sounds it's wonderful. It's a very gifted family. Yes. They are a gifted family. And with Steve Sedegreen's group, well, as we were saying off air, Barbara, we've, we've interviewed, we, we think um, his dad Bob. before, Bob. That's right. And uh, they are great. Uh, so it's the brothers, uh, Steve and his brother Mel, will be returning to the Hawthorne Arts Centre. Now, just so everybody knows, on our Facebook page, Big Life Conversation, we have put up the link to get tickets um, to that particular show as well uh, if you're wanting to check out the Green Brothers. So, But we'll be talking to them both. Yeah, they sound fantastic. So good. Yes, yeah, so we all need cheering, I think, during the winter months with a bit of music, don't we? That all always helps. We do. And mm. here's a nice segue because a couple of things I wanted to talk about today. Guess what? Who would have thought... But dancing's really good for you. Dancing's very good oh, for you. Good yes. for the waistline. It's good for the waistline. <laughs> it's good for the body, the heart, the soul, everything. And I've actually got some, well, I'm not, I'm not going to go too much into detail about the scientific studies, but there <laughs> are some good, robust scientific studies that back up all of this. So I've got four key things that dancing can be brilliant for. So get out those dancing shoes, everybody. <laughs> We're going to put on a song in a minute. Uh, but dancing is really good for you. And you can dance as if no one's watching. And have you seen the glow dancing yes. groups that are out and about at the moment? They're so great. fantastic. Amazing. Yeah. Really feel good stuff. Um, can I mention some birthdays? Yes. Like, let's do the birthdays Thank and then you. we'll get our dancing shoes on. Yes. Um, if I can just uh, say happy birthday to Linda Ronstadt and uh, Phoebe Snow, two artists from uh, a little while back whom I'm uh, a, big fan, a big fan of. Um, sadly, of course, no, Linda is not able to sing anymore because I believe she has Parkinson's, which is uh, which is very unfortunate. But anyway, she's got some wonderful recordings uh, that you can still, of course, get hold of. Um, and also I just send birthday cheers to my friend Dr Doug, my friend Jane's husband Rod and her brother Marcus. So to all those Cancerians out there, hope it's a great day, week, month, year. I might just fun. tap onto that as well with my brother's 50th birthday, oh, which was on the 7th of July. Yet to have our family dinner because we've had some down with COVID again. Oh, dear. Uh, So, yes, looking forward to catching up. 
Very good. Eventually. Mm. Eventually. <laughs> Eventually. Whenever that might be. Oh, very good indeed. It is uh, 16 minutes past four here. Big Life Conversation. Nicole, Barbara, Jacinta with you. We're with you right through till six o'clock tonight. We were speaking of dancing. Here's one you might want to have a little dance to. As long as it decides it's going to play. Uh, <laughs> Not so much. Okay. We might uh, just keep talking for a little bit until we get that <laughs> sorted out. Um, Speaking of entertainment, hmm. I've been watching a few things on TV. Is anyone here a MasterChef fan? Not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> Look, I have been a little bit off it, uh, but I've been watching this series. It's been a series of the old groups that – our old champions that oh, have yes, come back, back yes. plus some new fans. And we're down to the the top three now. It's actually finals week. So we have Billy and Sarah who are um, OG from the um, the old group and uh, Daniel who is a, a new contestant, a fan, and they are battling it out for the top MasterChef. But they had some amazing challenges uh, from one of our hatted well. chefs. They were doing work. Yes, they were doing some uh, competition in Tassie, which mm-hmm. I was looking out and about. But they were all in the top of Tassie. I'm going to Hobart oh, in a few okay. weeks' time, which I'm excited about. Uh, but they are back in Melbourne and uh, the winner will be this week. So we've just got the top three now. So I'm mm-hmm. excited about that. Kmar left last night, who was a fan, um, who had some wonderful, wonderful recipes. But they had some, you know, from a hatted restaurant, a dish that they had to produce yesterday called moo. Yeah, look, it looked, it was sort of a white patterned cream, ice cream, fig caramel kind of concoction and on the top they had little chocolate biscuits that were actually in the shape of a of a um, jersey cows (laughs) actually that's probably not the right sort of cow i need to get the cows right but um you know a white cow with the brown patches and and the dessert actually looks like that so um Yes, just two and a half hours to concoct something like that. Mm. So a multitude of ingredients there, but uh, makes you appreciate some of those hatted restaurants when you see something that's so smallly served and you think, oh, is that all I've got to eat? But the hours that go into the prep yes. of it is quite amazing. So, yeah. If you've got the time and the energy and the talent, good luck. That's all I can <laughs> yes. say. Yes. Yeah, so mm. I've been enjoying MasterChef. Um a lot, but that's going to be off. So I'm looking for a substitute for that if anyone has any ideas. What relating to food or just anything particular? Just anything particular. And that's family friendly. So that's often it's friendly. trying to find the family friendly shows. Have you seen Backroads? Do you know there's a new series of Backroads? Heather Hewitt? Heather Hewitt. It's starting tonight. Yes, and I'm a big I fan. I wait to see it. She's amazing. Okay. Yes. So there I go. That's a good one. That, and that's it. It's is kicking off tonight. And if, if you have seen the other episodes, you know, you can probably get them on iView. But, um, it's fascinating, um, the all the places that she visits and, and really opens your eyes to a lot of Australia that you might not even be aware of, these country towns. Um, and I know that you've yes. you just come from a country town, yes. uh, Nicole. So, uh, yeah. And me. Uh, 
and of course you're you're born in a country I town. I was born <laughs> exactly in so, Castatonia. Oh, indeed, the, the land of the the town of the Kelpies. So. <laughs> the town of the Kelpies, and you know what? We hope to. I hope for us to be able to talk to the Kelpie Centre. Oh, that'd one be wonderful. Day. Yes, um, and they Castaton was featured on Landline a couple of weeks ago for the Kelpie sales. So yes. oh, they right. can get up to twenty eight thirty two thousand yes. dollars for these Kelpies, selling them all around the world. Castatonia is on the map, ladies, <laughs> and I was born there and I'm loving it. Uh, anyway, we're going to go to a track. This is an oldie because I've had to rustle up some old sort of stuff because uh, the other playlist just doesn't want to be here at the moment, mm-hmm. but it'll be good to dance to anyway. Uh, we are with you uh, until 6 o'clock tonight. Big Life Conversation, 20 minutes past four. Back with you on Big Life Conversation, a little bit of Shania Twain. There's a blast from the past. You've got away. It is 24 minutes past five, even four, please. Sorry, correction. <laughs> uh, that hour went really fast. It if did, that was didn't the it? Case. Just that was by. flying away. Um, but uh, we are, stay with us. Coming up very soon, we will be chatting with William Barton, composer, producer and multi-instrumentalist and vocalist. Uh, William Barton is also recognised as one of Australia's leading didgeridoo players and composers. Really looking forward to having a chat with William coming up just a few minutes after 4.30. Awesome. Well, I just wanted to do a little bit of a recap. We had our Food for Thought program on Saturday again. Yay! Um, <laughs> and enjoying that with my, I don't know, one to two listeners, that might be, which might Aww. be my family members listening oh, in. But if, if you're ever listening in on every second and fourth Saturday of the month, we have a little one-hour program, side hustle program I'm calling it, <laughs> uh, Food for Thought, side where I talk hustle. a little bit more about nutrition and we talk about nutrition here, but um, going into a little bit more depth there. And I was talking about happy hormones this <laughs> week and what makes our hormones keep balance and keep us feeling happy and um, supporting us in our health and well-being. And as part of that, we talked about some of uh, the nutrition tips that and the nutrients that are really important for happy hormones and the foods as well. And so what I have done is put a little recipe, which I'll talk about a little bit later in the show as well, um, which is a hormone balancing bliss ball so Mm. it's like a little protein ball but full of goodies in there um and so you can certainly um i can certainly hear some music right now Um, so just testing in the background (laughs) yes so you can certainly check in with that one it's a really nice one to have and i've i've said also that you can actually use it to regulate hormonal cycles so you can take it in the first two weeks of cycle as well and that's just eating a little protein ball so that's just a little tip and that's on our Facebook page on our Big Life Conversation Facebook page um, that I've put that on but the nutrition tip of the week was vitamin B12 which we know can be very supportive of all things hormonal Um, and B12 is also known as cobalamin and it is required to make red blood cells, nerves, DNA and can't be made by the body so it must be obtained by your food or and or supplements um, deficiency can cause the numbness or tingling in the hands legs or feet mm. um, can actually severe deficiency can make people have difficulty walking so stagger or have balance problems 
anemia, um, swollen tongues, uh, difficulty thinking, memory loss, weakness and fatigue. And so what we actually need is 2.4 micrograms a day of vitamin B12. That's the RDI or the recommended dietary intake for one day at base level. So just for individual requirements. And how might you get that? If you're not vegetarian, you could have some tuna. Um, 100 grams of tuna, so a little bit over a sort of a little tin of tuna, would give you 10.9 micrograms. So you only need 2.4. So that's a really good way to get it. Um, And if you're not uh, in the way of eating any meat or animal products, you can have 15 grams of nutritional yeast, which will give you 17.6 micrograms. Again, way over the RDI. Um, So nutritional yeast gives you a very good um, B12 uh, quantity as well. Is that Vegemite? So, um, nutritional yeast mm. is in <laughs> Vegemite. So some people say, you know, I can get a little bit there. It's very small, small, small oh, okay. quantities in <clears throat> Vegemite. But you can actually buy it on its own and you can get mm-hmm. the um, the quantities that you need there as well. So fish um, and nutritional yeast from a veggie perspective as well. So that was vitamin good, B12. Thank good you. for balancing the hormones. Awesome. Um, and if you want a little recipe, check our Facebook yeah. page out. Awesome. We will do. Lots of nutritional stuff coming our way. Um, there is. Indeed. That's there so good. Is. Just before we uh, move on, lots of be- has been happening in the world, obviously, and uh, we haven't mentioned the bye-bye Boris uh, mm, situation no. yet, yes. so that's happened now. No. A little a little word, quick word from the shovel on that. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> yes, please. So senior members of the Australian Something Party, like maybe the ones that are in opposition <laughs> right now, <laughs> have expressed their amazement at the forced resignation of Boris Johnson just for being an utter clown. There were other <laughs> words there, but I've replaced mm-hmm. them just with that. Yeah. Our One spokesperson for the party said it beggared belief that their British counterparts would force their leader to go. I mean, apart from shirking his responsibilities as Prime Minister, constantly lying to the public, going missing in a crisis, making a shambles of the pandemic response, (laughs) trying to downplay a sexual misconduct scandal and generally acting like a sociopath, I think Johnson did a pretty good job. And yet they wanted him to go. Incredible. We would have backed him in for another two terms. There yeah. you go. So, and Boris said, I, I, I like how he was sort of like, well, you know, say la vie almost, but he said, them's the breaks and them are the breaks <laughs> indeed, Boris. Uh, good luck to you for your future. We're going to try a little song. We can hear it. 4.30, Big Life Conversation. We'll be back in just a moment. Um, One of my favourite little songs, Hurtless There, by Dean Lewis. It is coming up to 25 minutes to five. Big Life Conversation, Jacinta Nicole Barbara with you right through to six. And we are really, really so happy to be speaking now with William Barton, composer, producer, multi-instrumentalist and vocalist. Uh, And there's some very exciting things that uh, William is being involved in and he's here to tell us all about it. William, welcome to the show. G'day, how are you? We are really well. Uh, You've got lots happening. There's a show or a concert that you are appearing in and we want to talk to you about that, but we'd love to hear a little bit about what you are so well recognised for, which is one of Australia's leading didgeridoo players and composers. (laughs) Well, thanks for having us on the show. 
It is wonderful to hear you. So, so tell us uh, about your your multi talents. Where would we start? Oh, <laughs> uh, look, well, uh, you know, I grew up in Mount Isa, proud Kalkadunga descendant, and uh, grew up in a very musical family. You know, and going to the Mount Isa Folk Club as a as a young kid, and listening to the old Scottish and Welsh musicians, and uh, you know, I remember an old bloke who still, uh, you know, travels the festivals, old Swaggy, you know, who used to rock up and tell his bush poetry as well. And so, you know, quite a sort of eclectic, sort of multicultural upbringing of, of all sorts. And then, I guess, my own culture, you know, which was this sort of calling card to, to be a part of. And, and I really loved the mystery and the feeling that the did you do, otherwise known as the Yudaki. Um, the gaby as 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 his kid, you know. Ah, there you go. That's I was going to first piece of learning, isn't it? <laughs> Sorry, I was and just so going to ask you, William, as Barbara here. Um, how difficult is the didgeridoo to play? It seems like you've got to have a really special breathing technique. Is it is it quite hard? Look, um, that's a good question. See, look, some people can learn the instrument very, very readily, like um, just with the, the makeup of their body and their embouchure that how how. Their embouchure sits naturally, whereas you know some people might take a little bit more effort, and that process might take um, you know a few weeks to get your lips uh, strong enough to vibrate with a little bit of the circuit breathing, breathing in through the nose and out through the mouth, using a diaphragm like a like the Scottish bagpipes, basically where it holds oh, all your air. Okay. Mm-hmm. So very much got the diaphragm and the physical diaphragm. body. So so you, you, I imagine. Yeah, <laughs> I imagine it's very it's very physical then to to play that you need to build up strength both with your mouth and your face, but also um, your whole sort of diaphragm and the muscles in and around your your abdomen as well. No, you're very correct in that. Um, it's like you know a singer, yeah. Where your diaphragm is it's about strength and endurance and stability as well. You know, like when you're hitting those high notes and and very loud, I guess. You're not actually using a lot of air. You're using um, you're you're using this technique. You know that sort of uh, helps you, I guess, economy breathe and yeah. but also project and use your your whole body. And so yes. I used to do practice routines in the did you what did you do in a bucket of water? Just filling <laughs> up a wee bit full of water. Yes. And you know the pressure and the resistance builds up that lung capacity. You know. So yeah. you've got to be pretty fit, William. Basically, is that right? like like opera singers are supposed to be as well? I guess. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yes, of course. Yeah, it's mm. a real skill, isn't it? Fantastic. Now, you, your mother is involved with this wonderful concert too, is that right? Yes, Aunty Dolly Barton, you know, um, a huge significant figure in my life and, you know, who's uh, supported me along, along my journey. You know, so it's really wonderful to, to share the, spa- uh, the space and the stage with Mum to give an opportunity to, to tell her story, you know, um, and that's where my influences come from as well. You know, mum growing up in Springshaw, Carnarvon, uh, Central Queensland, and mum fell in love with the Mar- with Mario Alonso and the Great Caruso. <laughs> so mum used to sing to me, you know, as a, as a young child and play music to me before I was born. And, and oh, I wow. that sort of seed got planted with the classical music part. So it's, oh. it's in the genes, obviously. That's yeah. wonderful, <laughs> William. It must be so special to be performing with your mother. That, that's incredible, I think. It, it is, you yeah. know, and I've got an old photo where I'm, I'm painted up traditionally by a waterhole in Mount Isa mm. um, on country, Carlton Hill Station, and Mum's, you know, got this uh, amazing sort of Aboriginal outfit on, and, um, 
you know, I'm 11 years old and we're playing here in this sort of natural amphitheatre. And so it's sort of just, you know, it's very special to, to take that moment and, and share that, you know, with people around the world. Yeah, it really is. Absolutely. In a very different environment this time. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Different kind of amphitheatre. Exactly. Yeah. At Hamer Hall. And it's, you've got a, 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 well, quite an eclectic mixture of people because the wonderful Ivor Davies um, from Ice House is, is part of this too, isn't he? Yes, dear old friend Ivor. You know, we've worked on a, on a few things, uh, a few uh, uh, events over the, over the years, and uh, he's a, you know, as I've said in my lead up, like um, he's, an, he's an extraordinary musician and human being, and uh, you know, it's really great to, to be sharing that stage of Ivor and bringing the feeling of of Australia mm. to the audience, you know, and really giving them the the modern feeling of what. I guess song lines are, and so what I mean by that is, you listen to his iconic song "Great Southern Land." Yes, you know, it's that feeling that that he evokes because he 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 is inspired by, you know, the great country, you know, yes. the mother country, and you know he, he felt that he was well, I, he's connected enough, you know, and in tune to 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 express that through music. Yeah, great, great song. Uh, absolutely wonderful. And and let's just say talk a little bit more about the concert. So you've got um, John Foreman, you've got a 60-piece Aussie Pops Orchestra as well, and it's all going to be happening at the Arts Centre in Melbourne's Hamer Hall on the 22nd of July. Yes. One, well, It's one performance only, is it? One performance yeah. only, yeah. yes. Uh, there is a school show early in the day, I believe. Oh, okay. nice. Yeah, nice. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but certainly Sky Song is a special event, you know, with the orchestra and, and John John Foreman, you know, uh, very warm, you know, open, sort of, uh, I guess, um, connection to people as well. We've had yeah. him on the show, actually. Yeah, he's yeah. great. <laughs> Wonderful to <laughs> speak to. Yeah. I just got off the phone with him, actually, and <laughs> preparing for our show. And oh, um, wow. you know, then we've got a wonderful partner, Veronique Saray, who will be also sharing the stage with yes. um, performing a couple of our our, our special duo works on the um, violin. Is that right? And then yeah, on the violin. Fantastic. Oh, violin. Be beautiful. And very You know, we have the special work called Bushfire Requiem, which will be a feature of the first half, and it's about the, I guess, the devastation, but also the hope and the light at the end of that tunnel. You know, for uh, the victims of the fire, and mm, yeah. you know, just how we interpret that through the uh, the, the use of the orchestra is sort of represents something special. It really does. Um, and, and as I'm reading here uh, and just trying to um, imagine all the magnificent sounds, it says a thrilling combination of didgeridoo and symphony orchestra, which must be just spectacular. Mm. That would be wonderful to see and hear. Yeah, look, you know, it's like my take on life in this chapter in my life is like looking at the, the symphony orchestra. You know, obviously it's a Western sort of force, you know, mm. but we're using the, that symphonic sonic symphonic force um, to interpret the quintessential sounds of the Australian bushland mm-hmm. and you need that sort of big you know orchestra space to to really give it a good a good um, a good journey you know mm-hmm. and uh, and of course all of my journey we've got another special guest too Josiah Kopp, um, who's a French horn player who, who will be performing a piece oh, wow. called The Journey on the night so oh, wow. you know it's very much performing with my friends in Melbourne and the connection with uh you know, to to um, to humanity and just giving, you know, allowing people to come into that space of comfort yes. and take you away from your nine to five job or whatever the job you do and come in and be on this journey with us. 
And I think that's such a wonderful thing at the moment where we're getting in a, out and about a little bit more out of lockdown, especially, you know, people from Melbourne really appreciating the arts at the moment and all the things that we can see and hear and do. Um, so we're really grateful for all of those beautiful experiences that we can now have. So um, yeah. where can we get tickets? Jacinta, have you got the details on that? Well, I haven't got specific details, but I know it's at Hamer Hall. Yeah, so I think website. if we go to the yeah. Arts Centre website, would that be right, William? That's correct. Yeah. So it's uh, 7.30 at the uh, Melbourne Arts Centre, Hamer Hall, uh, 22nd of July. Yeah. How and long does the concert go for, actually? Uh, well, it goes across two halves. So um, first is about 40 or so, 50 minutes long, mm-hmm. and the last about 40 minutes long. So, yeah. Good, good two hours out of that, if you like. I'm amazed you've got the energy after Nadek week too. Have you, have you recovered from all the celebrations? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I've been travelling backwards and forwards. And, and, you know, that same week I have my premiere with the Sydney Symphony as oh. well. Of my oh, work. my gosh. And then, you've then been everywhere. <laughs> yes. And Heartland, my album launch with Veronique. Yeah, oh, so wow. Busy month. Very exciting time. But it must have been really energising. It sounds exhausting, but it must have been really energising for you too, I would imagine. Oh, look, look, it is. You yeah. Know, these things that just they don't drop out of the sky. Yeah, <laughs> they, um, exactly. you know, That's take right. a while to um, you know to be spirited into life. Like mm. yeah, you know. oh. so you know it's, it's a really great thrill to work alongside Mr. Foreman as I've been doing so the last few years with my Australia Day Live stuff at the Opera House, and so. Yeah, here we are in Melbourne. Yes, wrap up. <laughs> yep. Wrap up, wear some warmies, and, warm clothes. And <laughs> go and enjoy. But William, before we let you go, I, I do just want to mention a couple of things in terms of your uh, your work and some of the great things you've done. You, you've actually performed in front of Queen Elizabeth II. You've been at Anzac Cove and the Beijing Olympics. And then there's awards, and there's so many of them. I'll just mention a few. Winner of the best original score for a main stage production, a producer, I should say, at the 2018 Sydney Theatre Awards. An ARIA winner, best classical album for Birdsong at Dusk in 2012, and on and on. So, congratulations on all mm, of that. Great it's work. Absolutely brilliant. Thank you. Thank you. And, you know, I just want to say, too, thanks for having us on, on the show. And, uh, but, you know, to have all those awards, I always like to acknowledge, you know, or, you know, mum and my, yes. my family and others who have sort of, you know, created that pathway for people like myself. To, oh, absolutely. To yes, we applaud them <laughs> as well. Um, and we wish you all the very best for Thank the you. 22nd. We'll make sure those details are on our Facebook page yes. as well, William. And it's thanks been so lovely much. to speak with you. Many Thank thanks. You. Thanks a lot. All the best. Yeah, well. have a wonderful Bye-bye. concert. Yeah. Bye. Pulling Through by Spacey Jane. It's a lovely tune and we also had some lovely easy listening tunes. We just said goodbye in the in the hallway in the studio to the wonderful Nigel Loveday who had his easy listening tunes before we joined in the studio. He so always great did. to have him precede us. Yes. Get us chilled before Very our program. Chilled. Yeah, which with Thanks, a beautiful Nigel. diversity of music too. That's Thanks, right. Nigel. Every Monday at two o'clock. Uh, Nigel will be with you. Now, just a couple of things that, uh, oh, you know, as I was thinking last week and things were happening, had a little light bulb moment or two. Mm. Yesterday, I had the good fortune to catch up with a beautiful friend of mine, 
someone I haven't seen for a very long time and it's just simply because, you know, life gets busy, right? And we used to work together in a previous life and we've stayed very firm friends. She knows who she is. She might not want me to say her name <laughs> on air. But but speaking with this gorgeous woman, she's just incredible and I, I really love her approach and philosophy to life. It got me thinking about um, the teachers we have in our lives mm. and and how we sometimes because I, I don't know, I'll speak for myself, because things get busy and my attention isn't always in the present, that I miss sometimes the wise words and those just those incidental conversations that are actually really meaningful. So it's about – so I've started to be a bit more intentional about um, – listening to people and when they're talking, even sharing their own story, I'm like, there is so much wisdom in that. And I love that, you know, your philosophy on life or your perspective that you've taken. It's it's even when we're talking about things that, you know, amount to adversity, those stories of adversity or challenging times. And this beautiful friend of mine uh, regaled me with some interesting stories yesterday. Mm. I thought, she's teacher's come from everywhere, don't they? And Any little pieces of gold them. that you're willing to share? What was your biggest piece of gold? I, I, I would say that. Yeah, I think my, my biggest piece of gold was the resilience piece um, and the resilience and perspective when sharing stories that are were pretty tough and enduring and just this wonderful optim- optimism about uh, optimism and hope mm. that she shared with me about things getting better and seeing the good in everything so there was there were lots of actually there's lots isn't of little it? nuggets someone who can lift you up as yeah well. absolutely and just a really lovely soul beautiful person so um i just thought there you go i want to be a little bit more intentional about those teachers like i sort of mm. refer to them as it can be someone you just have a conversation with incidentally you might not even know them and you just go wow that's really interesting yeah so uh i love that they're and, there. and i think um mm. that also plays out in my new workspace where i'm no longer on my own but i have other people that i can collaborate with and sit down and have a conversation with and get new perspectives so even if it's about a client case that I can bring that forward to an integrative GP or a naturopath or a business manager or another nutritionist or a counsellor and get really fresh perspectives and you feel totally supported. Yes. So it leaves you in a positive way. So Yeah, it um, does, doesn't it? Always surround yourself with those positive people, I think. Yep. And just that ability to listen to other people and stop. That's what I – because we sat down, you know, two hours in a beautiful – just a – you know, just a really nice little coffee shop and we were down at St Kilda actually oh, and lovely. it was beautiful there and just watching everybody go by and just to be with that person, just to be present and forget everything else, phones on silent, it was just lovely. Mm, <laughs> so it's good. a nice thing to do. It is nice a nice thing, thing to, to do. do. Mm. And it could just be in small doses too. I had lunch with my oldest son and ah. you know, said, come up and meet me at work and we'll have lunch together and you just have a captured space of time. Uh, where you're face to face. That's the one child I think is really important. The one yes. child mm. without it is, any other it? competing demands. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, putting the phones down. Did we do that completely? Not all the time, but you know, it's nice to have that concentrated time together. And we call it sort of, you know, it's like having a date. It's like having a date, yeah. date night, date day, date yes. lunch. Yep. Um, so that you spend that quality time together when you don't have a lot of time because you're working. Mm. 
That's mm. a great idea. And I think it's really important that your kids, if you can manage it, that, that you do get time alone with them because it's great, obviously, to have yes. siblings or a sibling. Yeah. But sometimes one sibling might take over or, you know, people yes. get a bit caught up with um, one sibling's issues or whatever. But, yeah, I think it's important. Yeah. Um, and one sibling it is, is louder than the other sibling and that is a fact in our household. And it usually is the case. We always did it with our guys, special time together with them, just one parent and and them and of course now that I've got one overseas, J- my my son James still at twenty seven. We still have our regular um, at least once a month, um, mum and son catch ups. Oh, that's great! Just us, that's and nice. it's it's just wonderful. So it, yeah, they're important things to do yeah. with all those special people in our lives. I like that. Yeah, I it's like good, isn't it? Four minutes to five. It is four minutes to five. I uh, was talking off air about some of the things that are keeping me uplifted and entertained. And I know we're not, well, we're having a bit of an entertainment day, aren't we? Um, but two series that I've been watching lately have been very much entertaining me. Some of you may have already watched these, but I found if you're starting them, there's so many series that you can binge watch for just about forever. And because it was school holidays, trying to find things that are. Uh, kid-worthy as well or sort of mid-kid range <laughs> yes. when I say that, sort of teens. Mm. Um, but the amazing Mrs. Maisel, I'm quite enjoyed. I'm it's excellent. I'm in the final series of that and understand why she received so many awards, the, the lead act- actress there. Um, and very funny and um, a little bit cheeky and naughty as well. <laughs> uh, but the costumes and the whole sort of 50s, 60s kind of um, surrounds that she's you know, portrayed in is beautiful to watch and so much colour on screen. Yeah. Um, yeah really loving that. And the other one that I'm loving at the moment is Cloud Nine Superstore. So uh, if you haven't seen that, I think there's maybe five or six series of that and um, very funny about some characters that work in a, a big American superstore and uh, just the goings-on and shenanigans that happen there. So <laughs> very, very funny, very dry in some places, some very really interesting characters, uh, a very bit cheeky and a bit naughty as well. Love so there's that. a few little moments in that, but I'm um, thoroughly enjoying it. And when do we? where do we find them? That's a really good question because I don't always set that up. I don't think that one's on Netflix. I think that could be on Prime. Okay, um, good. Someone in, in my... My home location might remind me we of might, where yeah, that we'll is. Get, <laughs> I will let you know as I um, quickly see if I can find that yeah. um, online. But um, it's a really good one and um, thoroughly entertaining over the school holidays for us anyway. Yes. <laughs> and speaking of school holidays, uh, I know they've come to an end, but there's still time to see a really wonderful film uh, that's on currently at IMAX. Um, part of Melbourne Museum, and that is uh, Antarctica 3D. Ooh. And you might think it's been chilly here, folks, but um, check, out, <laughs> check out this movie. It's quite amazing. It's got the wonderful Benedict Cumberbatch as a narrator. <gasps> He's so good. He's a wonderful actor. I must say, though, if I think it's Versatile. Indeed. And I think, I'm just thinking, though, that um, I did actually say to my partner, Joe, look, uh, I, I love Benedict Cumberbatch, but I would have liked, possibly have had an Australian um, voiceover. Yes, uh, that's anyway, a good point. Be that as it may, yep. it's, it's a wonderful production mm. and... Um, Essentially, uh, you're going down to Antarctica. You're going under the sea under six foot um, of ice. You're seeing amazing creatures, jellyfish, um, seals, 
penguins, of course. Um, and it's just incredible to think that continent can actually support any life at all because the conditions are so harsh, oh, yeah. of course, in the winter, so bleak. Um, anyway, so it's been it's like a scientific expedition down there. And it's stunning photography. It's absolutely stunning. Incredible footage of these Seals, which are, I think you know, we think of seals as being the, the cutest little animals, but these seals are not the prettiest. I'm talking about the bull elephant seals, mm. yeah. and they are massive. They're extraordinary. Aren't they, they are incredible, and you know, as I say, they're incredibly tough creatures, and they they weigh several tons. And of course, they they have these territorial fights, uh, and particularly fighting over mates. And you don't want to get in the way. Is all is all I can yes. say. Oh, uh, wow. But it's it's stunning photography, um, and of course, it's such an important part of the world. And of course, it's being affected. By global warming, and it affects the whole world. What's going on down there? Um, but anyway, it's um, it's a really great family film, and um, highly recommended just oh. to open your eyes a bit to uh, that uh, part of the world, which is not very far away from us. No, no not, not at all, and um, very spectacular. And mm. that reminds me of something free that we did. Well, not free if you're a, free because we're members of the museum, oh. but uh, during the school yes. holidays. Catching the train in, or the tram, or the bus, and uh, which was also a you know novel idea for my kids. Yes. Um, but really enjoying that and going to the museum where they had the new Triceratops. Oh yeah. Exhibition there. Oh, so that's next door. Uh, it's meant to be yeah. amazing. It, it is quite amazing, and it's extraordinarily lit. And yeah. there's a whole sort of uh, amphitheatre around it. Oh, I've wow. got oh. some extraordinary photos, which is not great for radio, but no. um, <laughs> I'll show you off air. But it was well worth a look in, and there's some new displays and because we knew NERDOC Week was coming up, there's a section of um, it's very much about culture and uh, Indigenous Australians as well and it's always nice to go there first before the dinosaurs, which always get the attraction. Yes. yes. Um, and then do that appreciation piece, yep. read another story. There's a lot of different interactive uh, pieces there nice. but listen to a story for a little while, which we did, and, um, and then move on to that exhibition. So something fun to do and – you know, why not follow up with the uh, the, the IMAX movie? Indeed. So it's a great day out. Yeah, yeah, it is a great day out. Really so. good entertainment and educational. As it well. is educational and fun for the the parents as well as the kids. Oh yeah, yeah, for everybody. It is two minutes past five here on Big Life Conversation. Uh, stay with us because very shortly we're going to be speaking with Steve Settergreen from the Settergreen Brothers coming back to the Hawthorne Arts Centre on Friday the 29th of July. Wow, quite a majestic song there from Lady Gaga, Hold My Hand. Back with you on Big Life Conversation, seven minutes past five. Very shortly, we'll be speaking with Steve Settergreen from the Settergreen Brothers. And uh, they have a show coming up at the Hawthorne Arts Centre on Friday, the 29th of July. So that's very soon. But uh, before we do have a chat with Steve, we're going to do a quick little what's what. Well, okay. Yes, what gets up our noses and what makes our day, because we like to have that balance now. But in relation to the thing that gets up my nose, I had to, I think we have to talk about um, Nick. Nick Curious. Mm. Mr. Mr. Special K. Mr. Special K. <laughs> he does get up our nose. Well, he do, it's really interesting listening to the commentary, though. Some people are like, oh, come on, that's okay. He's fine. Is it mainly men who are doing that? Um, I don't know. I, 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 I wouldn't. Mm. I wouldn't like to venture a guess okay. there. But I, I. Do you know what I? I feel I have observed in the conversation mm. that it. 
there's often this undertone of boys will be boys and yes. they grow up. Yes. Whereas we had Ash Barty who at the tender age of 25, you know, had such huge achievements exactly. and, and won Wimbledon. But calm, cool, collected. And I wonder if that behaviour was transferred to one of our female sports people acting exactly like that, mm. whether How would be we'd be going, that's okay. Or I think not. you've got an interesting point. I'm actually. not sure. Mm. Yeah, it is an interesting point, though. Mm. But apparently, Nick, to give him some credit, he yes. apparently has spoken highly of Ash. I mean, I thought, well, why wouldn't you? But I thought, knowing Nicky, you could never be sure. There's nothing not to, good not no. to Exactly. But he had, he had to express admiration for her. Yes. Unfortunately, he hasn't taken a leap out of her book, though, in the way he's behaved. So, uh, no. Mm. And I was surprised to hear. Um, that he still hasn't got a coach. I knew a while back he didn't have a coach, but I thought that he had engaged a coach, but he hasn't. Has still. he fallen foul of several coaches? Yes, Is that he part has. Of the problem? He has mm, apparently. Yes. Surprise, so, surprise! Yeah, <laughs> surprise, surprise! Really interesting. But but yeah. um, his opponent, um, Novak, no, Mr. Novak, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Novak said. Now I've got a little, Funnily I've got a little quote here. Um, he said no that pun intended when. Nick starts to talk, he's vulnerable. And that's the moment he that his uh, Jokovic, Jokovic team knew that Kyrgios was ripe for the taking. Mm. And it's true, it's this, he was really great in the, I, I watched the first few games until I fell asleep because mm. it was late here. But uh, then he, he got distracted and started to get rattled, started to get rattled and started to speak mm. and, all, and, and then the whole story, we've yeah. seen it. A few yeah, times. Many times, too many times. Uh, and then that was the de- on the downhill slope. So anyway, mm. um, that's my what it's gets mindset, up my isn't it? It's about how it the mindset can distract and then the physical mm. just does not yep. comply. No. You can't not have one without the other. No, exactly. You can't. Exactly. Yes. And what was that thing about the spitting episode? I think, I don't know. That. Yes, apparently he spat towards someone in the crowd, one of the mm. spectators. Mm. So Charming. that was pretty – like this <sighs> – it's you sort of think, good. how old are you? I mean, you're not a baby anymore. You're not yeah. 17 or 18. Yes. And even if you were, that, that, that's not appropriate behaviour. But, you know, you, he's pushing 30 now. Is he 27, 28? It's just common yeah. human decency Courtesy, to be exactly. respectful. And exactly. sure, you can get upset and aggro, but not outwardly to other people. You know, no. exactly. the respect for, for others. And I also think at that level of professional sport, there is... The word professional comes up? The word professional <laughs> should be just part of what you do because it, it is professional sport. Yeah, and it's not tennis I tantrum love, time. No, it's tennis I love watching – yeah. yeah, that's right. I love watching tennis but not tennis tantrum stuff. It's like – that's, it just seems so indulgent almost. Yeah, very self indulgent. I yeah. think that some of those some of those people in that area are, you know, are prone to that. They're not team players. It's all about no. them. I think that people like Asher are sometimes a rare exception. But a lot but often with a lot of the male players, I've um I find myself thinking, get over yourself. <laughs> but, yeah. um, yes, anyway. But now I think that anyway, so that's what gets up our noses. But what about what makes our day? Well, people like Ash, I suppose. Well, well, I was going to say my contrast is I love watching tennis when you've got the skill, which is just so incredible, and that professionalism. Like yes. they just play the game, and 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 the humility as well. Like I don't, yes. I just can't believe that some of the speeches that Ash has given, for example, uh, she's just so humble and you know thanking everybody around her, and it's a te- and always talking yeah, about exact, us as yes. a team and ta- not taking credit team for herself. Effort, and no, re- actually, I love interesting that. segue too. Did you see the uh, program with um, Yvonne Goolagong being interviewed by yes. David Wenham? I did. Mm. Yes. I love that. 
that. And, that and you can see where, she, where Ash gets her, her grace and dignity from, can't you? Too right. I thought yeah. that was lovely. And they're, they're brilliant things in terms of mentorship yes. that, you know, they pass on and their exactly. wisdom. And, and they know their role oh, models and they know that, that people are looking in and want to be seen in a positive light so others yes. can do follow up on the exactly. same as well. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there we go. I just had a little what gets up my nose, which was to do with the wonderful train trip that I experienced up to Echuca from mm. Melbourne, from Southern yes. Cross. Um, the first one was wonderful, positive experience where uh, the not the train driver or anyone around this person would help this lady onto the train with her cart. You know the cart that you might have to carry kids on the back of a bike? Oh, um, yeah. No one helping her whatsoever. And then um, we came along and my husband was helping us get our bikes onto the train. Uh, I helped her out and she wanted to give him money. Oh, and really? Gave us food. And I said, really, it's just what you do. And she said, but it's not just what no. people do. And she was so appreciative that she wanted to gift us which we were a little bit overwhelmed with but it you know went both well, ways well, that's nice that's to, to be absolutely it well, absolutely it? it was it was God, lovely well and so we had bananas <laughs> and some chips to eat on the on the trip um conversely someone else who had two chairs facing them so that you can get the facing each other oh, kind yes. of seats who several times like a, a man and his little child came along and said are these seats free no 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 they're taken um, and we were with that person for the whole trip and they weren't taken. Oh, dear. No. Um, and everybody that would come along, so she had four seats to herself, mm, four of those conjoining seats. Now, that's self-indulgent. And, and yeah. no, no, these seats are taken. taken so three or four people came along and, and in pairs. Um, and no, that's was was actually poor. Mm. So that it. got up my nose because I was sitting right next yes, to her. Yes, I would have called the conductor. Yeah. Yes. So, so did you say um, to her, how are your invisible friends? Exactly. Like, yeah. yeah. Look, we how were thinking going? maybe someone's getting on at a later stop, but that no one happened. did. Mm. No, no one did. No. And we, we commented about it later cheeky. on, the boys and I going, how's your invisible friend? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's you're right. Obviously, over there, there's some invisible people. So, so there. Have, <laughs> that person doesn't have any real friends. It's just invisible. invisible over there. Well, we're going to speaking be speaking to someone who's not invisible in That's just a right. moment. Steve Settergreen will be joining us in a couple of minutes. Uh, it is 13 minutes past five. This is Big Life Conversation. Great little song. Nikki, you're there with Sunroof. And before that, we heard uh, a new one from Amy Shark, Sway With Me. And we've been, we were talking about the benefits of dancing before and we were dancing a little bit in the studio. Thank goodness no one could see us. <laughs> it is 18 minutes past five. We have our next guest on the line, Steve Setagreen. Steve, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. Sorry I can't be there in person, but it's great to talk to you over the phone. It is. We're used to that now, but we love those in-person interviews where we can get them. But it's great to have you to speak with us about your show that's coming up on the 29th of July. That's a Friday at the Hawthorne Arts Centre. Now, all the details, Steve, just so everyone who's listening knows, it's already on our Facebook page and where they can get tickets. But tell us a little bit about the show. Look, it's a show that my brother and I, uh, we did a recording a couple of years ago, well, a few years ago, uh, all doing Steve Wonder music. Um, Mel, Sittergreen and myself, we've been, we're famous jazz musicians from a jazz family. And um, when I was very young, I said there's a big connection between uh, Duke Ellington and Stevie Wonder. And many years later, my brother comes, I've got this album for you, Steve. And we uh, made this album and it's done very well. And we love playing the Hawthorne Arts Centre. We've done many concerts there. 
And uh, we got to put a great concert with uh, Nina Fair on vocals and Andrew Swan and myself, all the family sort of vibe. And uh, if you don't like jazz, you'll like jazz after this night. That's what Mel and I do. How can you not like a bit of Stevie Wonder is what I think as well. So, oh, you know, even if it's your intro, intro to jazz, you're going to love that. It's a real, it's a great show. Um, look, it's a one-off show that we, you know, we haven't done for a while, but, you know, we're all campaigners in terms of young at heart. But, um, <laughs> I'm going to love playing this music. Um, we love playing at the Hawthorne set. I did one last year to a full house with Oscar Peterson. This time I'm going to do Stevie Wonder, and um, I'm glad I can share the bro- uh, stage with my brother and my fellow brothers and sisters. Uh, world-class jazz local guys who can really play, you know. We love it, you know. And, of course, it's Barbara here, your, uh, your famous dad, Bob. It's, um, it's all his fault, is it, all this interest in jazz? <laughs> yeah, well, it's not, uh, well, look, how can we not think Dad played with all the greats and now I just used to run around these little terrors and next thing we're, you know, we're, we're performing with the old buggers now, you know. So. <laughs> <laughs> how did that happen? That's not supposed to happen I know, yet. Young at heart, young at heart. That's right. Um, so on the inside, we still feel 25. <laughs> We love music. You know, if you love music, it's something that, you know, it's something you love for life. And um, if we can share what we can do in, a, in an environment like at the um, Hawthorne Arts Centre, it's just a special, 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 real special event. And um, we just love it there so much. And it's it's a really great spot, a spot to hear music. You know, it is wonderful venue. With, young, with a young family or if you're an oldie in terms of love of music, yeah, we're no, there it's for great. everyone. You know, it's a great spot. We've we've enjoyed many event there. Um, from the show, so um, yes, it sounds like one to get along to, and we're loving to get out and about. So you know, music is so uplifting after the really tough times that many artists have had and and people like, especially in Melbourne. So we're quite enjoying all of this coming out of lockdown, art and things to listen to, and movies to go to, and things to see and hear yeah. so um preferably masked up if you can at the moment <laughs> <laughs> well, i know the, the, the good thing is we, we appreciate what we love more you know we might yes. take it a little bit for granted and um not we've never done that but if, when we play right it's like every solo count that's how we play oh. we, you know, we don't have a try but we give everything for our little left left toe all the way through all of us <laughs> and we love it you know yeah. as a big scene but to share with a lovely and beautiful audience and rather than doing, yeah, we're known for original music, but doing it to the great Steve Wonders music that we met through our, the late Gillespie, we met him through that. Uh, we've had so much, we've, we've been so loved and rewarded. And, um, it's very soulful and beautiful for experience and very, very individual with Mel and I. He's, he's arranged it beautifully. Uh, Nina Fair on vocals and Andrew Swan and we've got... Uh, James Morrison's son Harry on bass. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah, on trombone. It's going to be yes. a really great. Game. I know he's going to sing a couple of songs. Maybe Dave will. Maybe Andrew will. We don't know until we get there. Bye bye, so to speak. See how you're feeling. Anything can happen with us. We just love it so much. That's part of the fun. If, seen before, uh, if you haven't seen us before, come enjoy something that you, you you love. You know, it's just a nice way to get into into the music. Once you got it in. It's just really, really, it's just, it's there for everyone. That's what jazz is really. Exactly. And have you guys particularly had a love of of Stevie Wonder's music for for quite some time? Yeah, look, well, Dad, even though he's a jazzer, I had a very eclectic taste. So uh, I remember Songs of the Key of Life when that first came out. I know it's a long time in 76, 77. We just, we just had that on all the time. And, you know, and then many years later when we had a chance and we wanted to do something different, we did this whole, um, whole little project towards uh, Stevie Wonder and, um, we're doing a few different tracks as well. We've prepared very well for this concert. And um, 
uh, it's going to be something uh, something that you know will dwarf the rest of our lives. You know, we'll have a really great time with it. Fantastic! You've sold us on it. I can tell you, Steve. It's a, like I can already I feel love the, the energy. energy. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it's brilliant. Um, and of course, you guys are household names, um, and you've been in the scene for many years. Uh, you've performed, obviously, at the Melbourne International Jazz Festival and the Sydney Festival, and I also hear that you've taught jazz for over twenty years. Well, a bit longer. Just down the road at Blackburn High. I yeah, love it down there, right? It's so good. Uh, love kids. Yeah, I've had a lot to do with love. We all have, right? Mm. So for us to survive, it's about giving back. I was just um, yeah. I was just at Sarium High today teaching one of the songs that we're going to do and telling them about the whole thing our mail arranged and we're doing we're doing uh, we're doing Master Blaster. I said we're going to do this song and <laughs> come and see us and. They did such a good. They put their own interpretations. About putting your own interpretation, but yes, yes we, we just think it's really important to nourish and cherish those young ones. And some have gone on to do big, big things, which is what's all about. So that's what we're on about. You know? It is really important, Steve, and it's great for those young up-and-coming artists and to really be, get passionate about the music and to have people like you as mentors. To, to really uh, you know move that along for them and and embed that passion so I think I think that's brilliant that giving back piece well I just think you know sometimes you could be very selfish to survive yeah. but if you don't put back in what's the point yeah you know, it's like any relationship you know exactly. as much as you give back and then when they can take that energy or that that source and make it their own it's really really rewarding because the idea everything evolves as we know in life and uh, uh, if they can get a little just a little starting point just give them a little raise up it's just such a great thing to do and um, and then people fall in love with it you know once you're in love with music you can't throw it away it's something you love for life exactly know? and you can be professional like yourself or you can just have it as a wonderful hobby and it's sort of therapeutic yeah. i think isn't it really to to play it and to hear it well it doesn't matter if, if you're a hobbyist or if you if you're a professional musician just as you like to love it and let people because your job is to take people away from all their crap that's mm. your job it's the best you could ever get you know yeah for sure yeah. It doesn't have to be jazz like I'm at, but it's just music. But uh, yeah, that's the experience that we'll try and do on the night, and um, and that's really, really quite what we love doing. We like healing and and loving and and showing that we love it, and we want to share it. Basically, that's 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 a beautiful thing to have. It's fantastic. So it's starting is it about eight o'clock. Is it on Friday the twenty ninth? I'm not sure, but I think it yeah. will start about eight o'clock. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, the details I've got. Eight yeah. o'clock goes yeah. for about two hours. Eight pm to nine fifty. Yeah. Two sets and watch watch out with Nina on vocals and Andrew on, on the drums and, and Harry and Mel and myself and Dave Palmer on the trombone. It's going to be an amazing little It's going to be big. Gonna be big. Otherwise, what's the worth doing? Thank you so much for having me today. Thanks so much, Stephen. And, and we've got our uh, got your details of where to get tickets on our Facebook page, Big Life Conversation. So we encourage everyone to get along and uh, see you and have a, a really great time that night. Thanks so much, Steve. Be transported. Yes, and the thing is, if anyone does come, let them know they heard us from the uh, radio station. I'd be very interested. Come and shake our hands, and we'd be really keen to know that you know. You've been part of our little 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 journey together. Come on a magic carpet ride with us. And, um, <laughs> love, to, love to see you soon. You know, absolutely. Had so to get the feedback. What a brilliant <laughs> invitation! All the best, Steve, and thanks so much. Have a great too. night. Thank, Thank you, you so Steve. Thanks, thanks a lot, Steve. Take care. Bye. 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 And we're back with you on Big Life Conversation. We're going to go to. Another little track. It was great to speak with Steve. But before we go to our track, um, knowing that 
uh, Steve and his brother, Mel, will be performing with lots of friends at the Hawthorne Arts Centre. That's at 360 Burwood Road, Hawthorne. The evening is Friday the 29th of July at 8pm. Burundara.vic.gov.au events is where you can get tickets. And if you want to drop by our Facebook page, Big Life Conversation, you will find all the details there. It is 27 minutes past five. The Memo Hall in St. Acon Street in St Kilda. Yes. For Christmas in July show. Should be yeah, fun. Should be a lot of fun. So um, that's at three o'clock. Wait, now, what's it all about, Barbara? Well, this is uh, paying tribute to the Carpenters, um, mm. the late, great Karen Carpenter, sat in London with us. And, of course, Richard is still with us. Um, but now this is a, a tribute um, to those two and yep. their talents. Um, so, yeah, it should be, it should be a bit of a hoot. I think it's Darren and Sharon in this instance. Darren and Sharon, Carpenter. Darren Mapes, who was actually one of our guests on the show a couple of weeks ago. Yes, yeah. and so they said they have some good outfits yes. to share and some good hair styles. <laughs> with a Christmas and, theme. And with, a, with a Christmas theme. And it's kept lighthearted even though there's some tragic stories in behind the carpet. Yeah, that's true. We know um, story Karen, but yes. lots of fun, lots of great tunes and costumes. And I did ask, you know, should we dress up? Uh, given that we're going to the show, and he did indicate that we, we would be um, allowed to do that. Allowed to dress <laughs> um, up. Because they are certainly going to be um, frocking up for the event. Frocking yes. up. We yes. love to frock up a bit. Yes. A little bit of frocking up. Uh, Any at, excuse. And the, at that wonderful place. So lovely um, location there in St Kilda. Yes, it is indeed. We'll have to update our photo. Like, that's our Facebook page photos, I know. For a while which back. is we, right. which is what we did when we went to Bob Down. So and I really like that. Photo, I, I love that photo because I love the black and white. It mm. looks really nice. It's it's very flattering. It it's is. very <laughs> flattering. Maybe that's why I like it so much. Yes, yes, indeed. Also, need to remind people that um, if you're a Shakespeare fan, Bill Shakespeare's back in town with the comedy of errors. Yes, a little with a few laughs this time of year. Um, on it uh, to the art centre. And um, nine to five, the Dolly Parton musical. Oh wow! Oh, hitting no. the State Theatre this week too. So um, we were, I know that we're all Dolly fans here, and of yep. course, who could forget the film and uh, and the great song? That was great. Yeah, so that should be. Um, very she's a powerhouse well. of a lady. She's just she incredible. Is, and she, she does a lot of work for charity. I think a lot she of does a lot of work for literacy foundations yes. and all sorts of things. Yeah. She can laugh at herself too. Was it that great line of hers? Do you realise how much money it costs to make me look this cheap? This cheap, that's <laughs> right. I love that line. That is so good. She's very self-aware. It's not one of those people or women that are, don't understand her presence. But yeah. She definitely understands yeah, her presence brand. and has certainly oh, got some smarts totally. behind it. Isn't there, isn't there um, like a Disneyland theme park called Dolly Land or something? Or oh, something? I think I heard about know. some Oh, goodness. Theme park. I think I know wow. it's still going. Would not be surprised. Yes, Would not be surprised. A, she's a very clever businesswoman as well as being very talented singer and songwriter. That's yep, true. yep. She's got it all happening. Um, now, I mentioned a little earlier in the show the power of dance, and we've been talking about dancing, and we love to, whenever we hear some good music on the radio, we like to have a dance. But there's <laughs> even more reasons why you should dance at any time you wish to. I don't care where you are. If you <laughs> want to dance, I think you should do it. Apparently, according to some studies I'm referencing here, human bodies are hardwired for dance, <laughs> and that 
might explain why it's so good for our health, our happiness and indeed our relationships. These studies have found that dancing is in our bones and it's more than just a fun form of entertainment. So there's good reasons, as I said, and good evidence to support this. Um, apparently in these studies they they found that evidence to suggest that humans were dancing as far back as 70,000 years ago. Wow. There you go. And it obviously serves an important function for us. So some of the things they found, it transports us into a state of flow, which it definitely does. And, you know, we, we know from lots of research, if you can get into a state of flow in activities that you're doing, it is brilliant. It's almost like a meditation, but it's a beautiful mindfulness state, um, which is very good for us. So yeah. dance can transport us to that or dance, depending on where you're from. <laughs> what do you like? Yes. Dance or dance? You're from South Australia. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's dance. right. And of course, we can forget all about our troubles when we're dancing. Now, that reminds me of my mum who was always worrying about lots of things, my darling mum. But the moment the music was put on and her favourite songs, she would just dance around and sing, even when she was suffering, you know, in her later years with dementia. Um, you put the beautiful songs on and she'd just light up and sing. Mm. It's fascinating. Transports, doesn't it, and cuts through. It really does. So um, it's a way of also getting in touch with our physical nature of our bodies, our feelings, and trying on different emotions because the emotions are really strongly evoked with certain music as that's well. That's right. You can so take your, transport you right back to the happiest times. It really we can. Hope we hope it's the happiest times. Sometimes it might be the saddest times. Yes, yes and both. Cool. Yes. Yeah. You can certainly remember songs throughout your, you know, growing up in oh, school, yes, yes. teenage uh, years, breakups, marriages. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. It's really amazing. So it's good for exercising, obviously, um, yeah. connecting with other people. It's an antidote to stress yes. and a way to combat negative emotions. So it's, look, it's it's got the lot. It's got everything. It we should have music and dance in our lives and feel free just to get up and dance as well, if I'm, no one was listening well, or watching I should say. Well that's what I love about that and I mentioned the glow dance that yes. actually a colleague of mine runs a, a session where they all put on the earphones so you can't actually hear anything. There's some interesting posts uh, filming them walking through streets in um, in just the local area <laughs> wearing their earphones, wearing their funky outfits and they're all singing oh, really yeah. badly but singing because <laughs> they can't hear themselves. They've got the music on and they're all dancing and someone just walks them through and they dance through. It's oh, okay. kind of like a flash mob, mm. um, often in a studio, but um, you know, generally speaking, they get out and about. Um, and you might have remembered a while back something that I used to do is called Five Rhythms, and there's a DJ and a hall, and it's during the week, like you would go to the gym, but it's an hour and a half, and it takes you through several different beat rhythms in the dance music that they play and the idea is that you just dance interpretively in this hall with a bunch of other people um and there's five different styles of dance through that so all different sorts of dance out there isn't there oh so much absolutely there's there's i guess there's something for everybody everyone can you know um, tap into some form of dance. Yeah, yes, and that, which reminds me, you could come back to Natick Week too, and you can still catch an obvious yeah. history of the Bangara oh, Dance Company. Yes, yes. yes. absolutely which amazing. Is quite, um, fascinating. Yeah. And, and that would have history going back, you know, 30,000 odd exactly. uh, and more exactly. uh, years. And <clears throat> even just some of the um, paintings that we've seen. Um, 
in Australia where there's people seen depicted dancing. Mm. So we know that it goes back a long way That's as right. well. We see such a natural instinct. When you, just, when you watch tiny babies or little little toddlers from music comes on, they start bopping around. It's yeah. like, yeah. yeah, it's fascinating they, to watch they, it. They, they just start to dance. It's, it's got into things like gyms. So, you know, you have the Zumba. Oh, yes. Um, and you have a, a various set of, you know, aerobics was one of those first styles. Mm, yes. Oh, yes. That sort of started to <laughs> get... Jane Fonda. And the leg warmers. Yes, and the leg warmers. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And just getting back quickly to Dolly Parton, yes, there is a place called, it's called Dollywood. It's a, it is a it is, Oh, yes. there you go. Dollywood. It's in Tennessee. That in so Tennessee. In oh, Pigeon Forge. Really, <laughs> yes. really lovely. Um, guys, look, I just, I want to mention something that's a really hard topic, but I'm mentioning it for a reason because hopefully there are some good um, ways forward and policies on on the on the in the future. So it's about um, obviously domestic violence mm-hmm. and the shocking figures that um, have been raised only last week. And in uh, if anyone caught Q and A last week, Anne yes. Summers, the author, was yes. on there, and she's had a deep dive into these statistics from the ABS. Mm. And so th- they're shocking and horrendous, yeah, and, and and so much worse. But the the interesting relationships that were drawn and the connections it was when women are um, leaving violent relationships that they're plunged into poverty. So, yes, and it's the most dangerous time for their lives often. Most yes. dangerous times for their lives. So unbelievable statistics and information and, of course, you know, just the incredible effects on their children as well. So um, it's very confronting information. But reported today, um, sort of as another piece in in this story, was that women's safety ministers, so these are the new federal and state ministers, will be um, take their last steps towards finalising a 10-year plan to deal with violence against women and children. And, of course, the federal government has big hopes that that will put gender issues at the centre of policy making. So that face-to-face meeting of state and territory and federal ministers will be held in Adelaide on the 22nd of July, so coming up really soon, Mm -hmm. to discuss the government's new policy focus. So at the top of the agenda will be the new national plan to end violence against women and children. Well, it's very important. It's very important. And so I just quickly mentioned too, Jacinda, Mm. I thought it was was interesting about what uh, Dr Anne Summers spoke about on that uh, program, which I didn't see all of us or most of it. Um, She said, you know, we're getting lots of feedback from the women. Uh, Of course, we were terribly affected by this, but she said there really need to be more studies done about Men yes, and education of did. boys, yeah, uh, in terms of what is appropriate behaviour and how to deal with you know re- resolving anger and and conflict and that sort of thing without resorting to physical violence and mental violence too. That's and, right, and and um, mental cruelty. That, that's right, uh, and that was a really important part of that show, Barbara. You've reminded me they're asking for you know what more things can we do, and mm. and as someone mentioned, it's always fo- usually it's being focused on what can women do, yes. what more can they do, how can they do things differently. Mm. So we need to be talking about the people who are actually being violent. Yes, the, per- um, the mainly who women. are the perpetrators. Uh, th- that's yes. right. And is it so, one woman uh, each week who's been killed by a, a oh, partner or for a current partner or former partner in Australia? Uh, yep, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I don't know about the other statistics yeah. around the yeah, world. But I think really 
Which is terrible. bad, not worse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we're, at, we're actually worse than a lot of other countries. We are. Like we're behind Turkey, I think. Yeah, really. we are, absolutely. Well, I did my research. Yeah. Yep. So hopefully there will be some, some work done to really get this shifted in Australia because it feels like it's very stuck and that we're really not mm. not moving ahead at all. Okay. Um, but if this conversation has raised any issues for you, of course you can call 1-800-RESPECT. That's 1-800-737-732. That's an interesting topic and one thing that comes to mind is a person that I saw going out to schools, a young um, man who is going out to schools and he's talking about the impacts of pornography on, and particularly with young boys being their first sort of experience with anything sexually related Mm. is to do with porn and thinking that that's... uh, Mm. And associated with that is Mm. obviously the violence and thinking that that's not and telling them that that's not the norm and, and doing some education in that front and I thought what a wonderful mm. person we need to get you out and about and reel you out and he was going to a whole set of different schools yes. and, and Sounds like he needs a few talking helpers. about respectful relationships, yeah. relationships for, yeah. mm. for boys in particular yes. um, I mean all, all kids but in particular looking at boys so yeah, that's yeah. great work to, to do. I think there's a program that's been rolled out in schools generally or it might be available Nicole on respectful relationships. So um, I think I'm some organisations have right. been taking the AFL. I think there is, and there's on. different people yeah. taking mm. on and and different um, mentors in that space. Yeah, and, and some are doing really amazing stuff. The person I was focusing on is a guy called Daniel Principi. I think it's well. Um, I think it's Principe and he's got a Facebook page called Last of the Romans, Reimagining Masculinity, Restoring Virtue. Um, And it's um, a website, lastoftheromans.org. And he's Mm. a youth advocate and educator and does a lot of work with um, that challenge of porn culture and sexualization of women and girls as well as um, boys. So, yeah. Interesting work yeah. and good work. And, and really important work, work. thank yeah. goodness. There's there's people out there getting the word out and, and, and looking, focusing very much on that re-education of what these things mean and respectful relationships, mm. which is what we all want. Uh, it is 14 minutes to six on Big Life Conversation. You're on 94.1 FM, 3WBC. Flume there with Say Nothing... It is 11 minutes to six. We're going to be saying a few more things before we leave today, but not many because it's nearly time for us to go. Six o'clock news will be coming up very shortly in about 10 minutes. And, of course, stay with us for the wonderful people from Your Planet Needs You, which is coming up after the news. I also just wanted to pay tribute to our two wonderful guests, William Barton and Steve Sedegreen. Thank you so much for a great chat. We've had some Options for you, great options for you, entertainment-wise. So get out there and enjoy the winter by getting some fun entertainment happening. And Barbara, I think you might have a, a short book review. I do, actually. And this is actually um, courtesy of my friend, my dear friend Jane, who gave this to me as a birthday present, a belated birthday present. And she knows what I like. And she gave me this wonderful book called The Film Book, A Complete Guide to the World of Cinema. It's a new edition. Uh, it's put together by Ronald Bergen. And I think it was only this edition was actually just published last year. Um, and you can pick it up at readings and other good bookshops. But unlike some movie books, which seem to be very uh, centred, particularly on American films, this is has a very broad sweep. 
Um, and we're talking about world cinema. Um, they discuss Africa, the Middle East, Iran, Eastern Europe, the Balkans, Russia, the Nordic countries, Germany, France, Italy, the UK, Spain, Portugal, Canada, Central America, South America, China, Hong Kong and Taiwan, Korea, Japan, India and, of course, Australia and New Zealand. Um, so okay. there's there's a huge gamut that they cover. Nice. And, of course, all the movie genres, action, adventure, animation, avant-garde, biopic, comedy, costume, drama, cult, disaster, documentary, epic, film noir, the list goes on and on and on. <laughs> it's also an A to Z of uh, directors and a chronological guide to the most important movies of all time. So this is really um, one for, well, not just for the buffs, but um, for the, the general film goer and for someone who wants to expand their knowledge of movies. That and sounds it's, great. It's a great book and it's got some fantastic um, photographs. Photos, well. yeah. yeah. So, nice um, yeah, work. That's, uh, highly recommended. Very nice. Love that. Awesome. Nice little hardback. Yeah, I love that. I've just got a couple of little recipes uh, to oh, share before yay. we... Um, finish up today because I know that um, you know that I'm a bit of a fan of the dal and the veggie soup. Mm. And dal, I, I do I know talk, that. talk about it a lot. And dal, I know that you <laughs> like dal. Um, but I've been getting onto mm. a site called Cookie Do because I'm a Thermomix user. Cookie Do. Oh. Cookie has a whole set of Thermomix recipes which ask kind of one pot wonders so that's why i love them because they're easy to make they can be in a thermomix or a pot yeah and blender oh, if you awesome. have one oh. um which is really great and um there was a spiced spiced lentil soup that i loved which was a little bit different to the one that oh, i've been making myself lentils. just needing some onions carrots sweet potato celery and it has shiitake mushrooms in there. So you get the yes. immunity boost from the wonderful shiitake mushrooms. Uh, some herbs in that we have some parsley, bay leaves, thyme, and just some ground pepper. So that's all you need oh. in your list there as well. So quite an easy one to, um, to take part in. Um, and yeah. the recipe I've got posted up on our um, Facebook page as well. Um, you just need 200 grams of red lentils rinsed and f a 400 gram can of diced tomatoes to go in there. And you can add any of your own additional extras. So capsicum, um, I like a can of mixed beans. Mm. So these are things that you can have in the cupboard. And when you think you've got nothing yes. to make, you've, yes. got you've got lentils, you've got beans, you've got a tin of tomatoes. You, you're always – and if you've got some leftover veggies, you can just put it all together. Exactly. Um, I cook that up as, you know, as long as it takes to get the lentils and the veggies to be um, – you know, soft and into that soupy sort of formula. You can actually blend it to make it smooth if you like. And a really nice dollop of Greek yogurt on the top mm. I think is nice with some coriander if you're a coriander person, which yeah, I, I am. I love coriander. Just a little tip on coriander, which I found out by a wonderful naturopath um, the last couple of days, is that it's quite amazing at getting rid of heavy metals in the body. So our body mm. does store Ooh. toxins and okay. not, not just – um, heavy metals, but all sorts of toxins from the body. So um, there's. she gave me a recipe for a detox smoothie that has lots of coriander oh, in it yeah. and uh, very healthful. So um, just something warming, I thought, that, that veggie soup was. And as I mentioned earlier, there's um, a little hormone balancing um, – like a little protein ball, a little chalky ball that I've put on there as well. So if you're thinking about something to munch on, a bit desserty, um, good for everyone, but um, also great for hormone balancing as well. So thank you. Um, I've got that. I 
think, on I love my site, but I'm going to bring it across to <laughs> us as well. Yeah, it's got some – you can either use dates or figs to make it a oh. bit sweet and roll it in coconut. Um, and it's got some really great nuts and seeds, the flax seeds in particular, which are quite good for hormone balancing. Yeah, that sounds fantastic. Yeah. Um, thank you, Nicole. Um, look, I'm just checking out uh, some more information. I know we were talking about Wimbledon – uh, before and Nick Kyrgios and his behaviour, but there was also a sort of a side story between the two guys, and this was about a budding bromance, oh, yes. right? Ah. Um, and interesting. So people have been jumping on that idea of bromances, and many health professionals are saying this is a good thing. We want this out in the open. There's been lots of uh, professional sports men who have been publicly declaring their uh, bromances with others, other guys, and they're saying that, you know, like Chris Hemsworth and some footballers, whatever, right. but mental health professionals are saying it display it does send an important message about close male friendships and how important they are that it normalises that they're allowed to have emotions. Talking about them can actually be beneficial mm. and that it's not encouraged with men. You know, guys are just not good at identifying and talking about emotions and it's really still not encouraged. And I guess I would say... That's quite true. Well, I think. the stories you it's hear, still a lot of people say that their their partner or their yeah. uh, their their female partner is their best friend, and the, and the the blokes that they interact with often they're, they're very competitive with them, and it's yes. like a, they can't they can't they're afraid to be seen to be vulnerable or weak or needy, um, and I that's know. really sad. It is really in our sad. culture. I don't know about another culture. It's very yeah, sad. Yeah, I don't know about other cultures either, but definitely you know our culture, and you know if remembering I was just talking about my friend and how, how uplifting that beautiful conversation was yesterday, yes. and for women, I think it's really really very well accepted that we we really do love our girlfriends. Yes, it's beautiful to have these network. great yeah, relationships there, people we can talk to. And, and this is the other thing for guys, still not being able to feel like they can be vulnerable enough to talk about their troubles. Yes, and so others. often you hear these terrible stories of these men collapsing in a heap when their relationship with their partner yeah. uh, f- uh, fizzles out for whatever reason. Absolutely. And they've, 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 got, they've got no one to confide in or talk to. Um, yeah. And that's part of the, the difficulty in coping with the, with the breakup. Absolutely. Yeah. So go the bromance, I say. Yeah, go the bromance. Uh, but maybe maybe carefully pick your your. Uh, oh yes, your mate. be selective. Be selective <laughs> yes. about who you talk to. That's I for sure. I think so. And I think you know, having the well chosen friendship group, even when you're young. I think about my young boys at school. Yep. I think mm. that's so important. I know schools like to sort of split and mix up people in the classroom a little bit, yeah. and I think that that frustrates me a little bit because yes. they've got lots of acquaintances but no real close yeah. buddy that they yes. can tell those deep stories to and yeah. I I think that that's a miss. And build trust with someone. And yeah. I think that trust yeah. takes time yeah. and it um, can be very easily broken but very hardly fought yeah. for to, to get. That's Hard true. to get. And um, uh, yes, the, both schools that my sons are at are, you know, oh, who can we mix up this year? And it's yeah. like, really? Do, we, really do we really point. need to do, do that? We, yeah, that's right. Um, at least take one or two friends with. Yes, mm. um, close friends with, which I think is important. But it yes, go sure to bromance. Is. I'm up for that. Go too. to bromance. Absolutely. We're going to head off uh, in a couple of minutes. Six o'clock news is coming right up. Thanks, everybody. Great show, and thanks to our two guests. We'll have another two wonderful guests next week for mm. you. Looking mm. forward to that. Yes. Indeed. All the details will be on our Facebook page. That's it for us. And guys. don't forget Bastille Day. 
Yeah. On the 14th of July, if you're a bit of a Francophile too. Enjoy. Of course. Why not? Have Love a croissant. <laughs> I had a croissant. <gasps> Have a croissant. I had a croissant yesterday. And some breakfast. croissant. Mm. It was yummy. <laughs> magnifique. Yes. Magnifique. Have a magnifique week, everybody. Take care. Arrivederci. Ciao. Bye.